2: As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't.
0: This is our revolution, it's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not, it's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 12th day of July, the year of Our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? It's good to see you, how was your weekend? I'm hoping you got everything back together. Yeah, uh, healthy and alive, doing well a few technical difficulties
2: shall we say tried to do some upgrades those upgrades were dead on arrival so i'm you know going through the process to get everything refunded and all that fun stuff uh, and even still um still have a few gremlins in the system and um having difficulties with some hardware today even so uh you know technology uh, love hate relationship with it but other than that Great Fourth of July, great, uh, you know, week last week and everything since I wasn't here at all last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was absent a few days myself last week. I was, uh, I was under the weather, uh, but we did get a couple of days in. You actually stopped in, uh, what was it? Uh, was it Friday night? Yeah, you, you stopped yeah, Friday, in for a little bit, briefly, yeah, yeah, but it was right yeah, after we finished. So I had
2: just gotten my computer back together uh, and had some other components I had to clean up and detach and all that fun stuff. So to prep for, uh, uh, shipping it out.
0: Well, I have full faith in your abilities of getting everything worked out and getting your, uh, your new setup all put together, uh, and having everything working where you want it, which we all know how long that takes myself included. Whenever we do new things, it takes forever for you to get everything set up and everything has to be right and it takes like i don't know a month before you can get absolutely every fine tuning thing set where you need it to be set so i know how frustrating yep. it can be yep uh so
2: hopefully uh within the next week or two i'll have all the hardware together everything
0: will be good and i'll be on that path of getting everything set that's good that's good so on with the news you heard about hunter biden's um iphone backup data that's been well, it's been dropped into the hands of uh, four chan users. You know, I, I don't really know a whole lot about this uh, this four chan thing. Uh, I I'm, I'm not familiar with this this four this chan eight chan what, whatever all this stuff is. Uh, there was some there was some connections in the beginning about them like tied to this that whole Q thing. Like that's all I know about it. Is is that right there? But uh, apparently they've now come into Uh, the the um, the handlings of uh, Biden's uh, iCloud. uh, And they've cracked his iPhone password as of Saturday. And there's some interesting stuff on there, I have to say, uh, if any of it is is valid. However, uh, I mean, there's a couple like we watched one video before uh, during prep. And uh, clearly, that's that's him. There's, there's no question about it. And that is a, boy, that is a pile of crack cocaine that's on that scale. (laughs) I'm telling you. I, I, I'm, I'm baffled as to why
2: anyone would record themselves uh, doing such a crime. But mind you, if any of us were caught doing a fraction of what he was doing in that video, we would be thrown in prison. And yet, He's he's getting away with it. And not only is he getting away with it, but uh, the, the administration seems fit to be throwing business t- uh, that that that's that's um well to the direction of China that he has uh, dealings with. Uh, yes, our oil you know, reserves are going business. to China because
0: that makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
2: I, I, I just I, I don't understand. And, and for the user or for the, the for the listener to know who the users of 4chan are, they're they're basically. Um those that live online shall we say um they're the ones that are um more nerdy uh there's also a bunch of trolls um you know it, it it's a it's an old forum um anonymous forum and uh you know those those things that we used to use before social media was big and you know the forums uh where you would go and interact with people and whatnot yeah that the, those things um yeah that that's basically what that is um and you'll find just about everything there, good and bad.
0: Jack Posobiec tweeted over the weekend that uh, 4chan has apparently cracked Hunter Biden's iPhone backup password and are leaking everything. There's some interesting stuff on there, I have to say. Uh, I saw some uh, saw some screenshots, and I'm sure, Bruce, you'll be looking at it over the next uh, week as more comes out. Uh, it's... <laughs> it's- I don't, I don't mean to laugh. I mean, if the dude's got a legitimate, uh, like if he's got like a legitimate drug problem, then you need to get some help. And I'm not talking about sitting in a a deprivation tank, smoking crack and drinking White Claw. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about, (laughs) but My God, man. And more to the fact your dad paid you $95,000 in cash in order for you to go to that place. The Gazette reported that 4chan users were rapidly posting the alleged contents of Hunter Biden's iCloud account to the forum on Saturday night. Site administrators were rushing to take down or archive the posts as quickly as they went up. Many of the posts still uh, on the site still remain and are being posted anew. Or are being saved on other sites. In another tweet on the alleged Hunter crack, Pasovic wrote: "4chan has already created torrents for the Hunter Biden iPhone and iCloud backups and are now seeding them. That means even if 4chan gets shut down, the copies will still be out there."
2: Yeah, we've uh, we've talked about how the internet is basically forever, uh, at least in our, as far as our society is concerned. Once something like this gets out there, you you have uh, people that are activists shall we say and they will do exactly that they'll torrent the stuff and be seeders which means uh, for those that uh aren't aware of how torrents work when you're a seeder you're basically uploading the data so if somebody comes in and says hey i want this file they can download it from from you basically and the more seeders you have um the more connections your download will have and it can speed things up and yeah so
0: they're basically just providing the download as a cedar, to put it in layman's terms. The Washington Examiner tried but was unable to immediately verify the contents of Biden's hacked iCloud. CNBC reported on Sunday that Apple had announced a new feature for iPhones called Lockdown Mode, which will protect high profile users such as politicians and activists against state sponsored hackers, which, by the way, when we did our episode on crypto phones, uh, just for those that are wondering, if you still haven't done that, if you're looking at wanting to do one of those phones by default. Now, that feature does come with those phones. So uh, if you're ever in a situation where you feel like you are being compromised, you immediately go into lockdown, what's called lockdown mode, and it will freeze up that phone until you enter the correct credentials to uh, unlock it. Uh,
2: and another thing that um, it, okay, I remember what was it? Maybe maybe 10 years ago uh when there was a uh, a string of of hacks that happened on uh some of these high profile celebrities and it was the cloud, uh, the Apple cloud uh for your iPhone and they were taking like text messages and photos and all kinds of stuff and they were leaking them. I, I kind of thought maybe now, maybe this, was, maybe this was too presumptuous of me, but I thought maybe that the, the Western world would realize that having all your data stored in one centralized location made it super vulnerable and you shouldn't do that. But apparently that, at least for the elite, uh, they, they haven't caught on to that. Uh, I'm, of course, then again... I'm I'm talking about the same people that think they can lie to you on television and then and say something completely different behind the scenes
0: and have that recorded and not realize that there's the Internet and fact checking. And yeah. Earlier this year, when the Washington Examiner uh, verified the contents of the laptop, which that doesn't exist, apparently, the story broke by, uh, let me see, it was the New York Post. Uh, that's what that whole Twitter thing was about uh, when they tried to break that before. That was the October surprise. That was to be broken before the November election. And quite frankly, what was it like 16, 16% of Biden voters said that if they knew about it, they wouldn't have voted for him. And that would have swung it.
2: Yeah. In, Even enough with people all the have voted. Yeah. Enough people would have changed their vote that Biden would have lost.
0: That particular laptop was examined by Secret Service agent Constantinos uh, Gus. Uh, Dimitralos, who is a cyber forensics expert, using a technique he developed called digital sandwiching, which I believe you explained at the time. Dimitralos said that Biden was the only person capable of producing the data emerging from the laptop. Now, the contents of this iCloud, they haven't been verified yet. However, Dimitralos did show that Biden's iCloud had been syncing his data across not only his laptop, but his iPhone and his iPad. Now, (laughs) how on How in the hell is this even possible? Hunter Biden's Apple ID was allegedly on 46 devices since 2011, including multiple computers, tablets, phones, and Apple TVs, many of which could have backed up information to his iCloud. How do you have your Apple ID on 46 devices? I've gone through like three devices, not Apple devices, but three devices in total, including one Apple device since 2011. How's that even possible? That's that's unbelievable. What does this guy go through like a phone every like two months or something? Information coming out of Hunter Biden's laptop has illustrated that between November 2018 and March 2019, Joe Biden wired his son $100,000 for his expenses, and at least 30,000 of which went to pay off delinquent hooker debts, (laughs) which the one that he was arguing with over that pile of crack cocaine in the in the latest video, that was a that was another one, which again, yeah the latest video that's that's out there of that um, which I think I'll grab that and I will be posting that to our telegram page because <laughs> it's just I I, like, I don't even I don't even know what to say to that. You you were actually commenting on the uh, the cleanliness of the the abode that they were both at.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was curious if that uh if that came with the room or you know that was something they did themselves, you know.
0: I think it was a little bit of a personal decorator that came in and helped them out with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, if that had been us if that had been you or me or you know the average Joe out there, we'd have been thrown in jail. You'd have never heard from us again. Here's what I want to know: put this shoe on the other foot, just for a second. Put this shoe on the other foot. Let's swap out Hunter Biden in all of these videos and and this this latest one that's even out. Let's let's just swap out Don Jr. in one of those videos. I don't care which one, one of them. What on earth do you think would be going on right now? This would be plastered everywhere. It would be all over every newspaper across the world. It would be all over every tabloid. It'd be all over every news channel. Hell it'd be on uh, it'd be on all the financial channels. It'd be all over that. You couldn't stop all that. I mean, all that stuff that would be out there. But because it's Joe Biden's son. No, 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 that's no, we can't talk about that. We, we can't have a discussion about that. And quite frankly, that is one hell of a pile of crack cocaine that I saw in that video. As an investigator, I'm telling you right now, I've seen people go to prison for years, for years, for one piece of what was sitting on that scale. That was a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Um, as you said, uh, if, if any of us uh, did that, uh, first of all, the, the fact that he
2: had 40 some odd Apple devices, that is so far removed from the average person. Like, I, I think in my lifetime, I've only had like six cell phones, it, let alone 40 some. Like, it, it, that's just it. It's mind boggling. I, I, I can't even. Yeah, that, that that's crazy.
0: All right. Anyway, uh, you got anything else on the uh, the Hunter Biden thing you want to talk about? Because uh, there's going to be more stuff that comes out. I mean, I, I really don't want to sit here and talk about that the entire time.
2: Yeah, I I have a little. So it's your point about bringing up if if, if we put the shoe on the other foot, I, I don't even know, like even if it was a politician, any politician, I still don't know if anything would happen. When was the last time that we've had a politician's kid or family
0: member get arrested? It's been quite some time.
2: Yeah, I I, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember any kind of uh news coverage or anything within at least the time that I've been politi- politically aware, and I'm pretty sure I don't recall it even back till the Clintons, which is you know the, that that would be the first that I was somewhat aware of what was going on, and it wasn't until bush and and uh, Obama that I was really aware. but I'm pretty sure I don't recall hearing anything of that. I don't recall the the adults talking about that or any of those kind of things. So that said, even if the shoe was on the other foot, they're so far detached from from any kind of uh, consequences for their actions. I I don't think even even if this were Trump, they would be uh they'd impeach him again and try to get him removed. But I I don't think there would be any kind of legal repercussions.
0: Maybe not legal repercussions, but it would be nothing but a nonstop smear campaign. That would be used. That, yes, that's true. Because let's be honest. I mean, as much as I as much as I'm not a fan of Trump, uh, everything that they did none of that was actually illegal. That was nothing but a smear campaign. And even if there had been laws broken, I honestly don't see any repercussions for people like that.
2: He was, he was literally impeached uh, talking to the prime minister of Ukraine about exactly what's going on right now. Uh, th- this, yeah. this wrongdoing that's going on. He was like, uh, yeah. you know, if you have any info on that, we need to, we need to know. And <laughs> here we are. Uh, th- th- this is all coming out, and indeed it, it, he was in the right, and not only was he in the right, but he was right, Of course, we knew it at the time. I mean, uh, the Biden family has been corrupt for a long time, yeah.
0: and everybody in politics has known it, it, it it's it's especially just, Lindsay I don't Graham. Know, maybe especially Lindsey yeah. Graham. you remember what he yeah. had to say about President Joe Biden? He said, oh, it's got to be one of the nicest guys i've ever I've ever met in politics, uh-huh that how much how much did he give you uh you know how much did he pay you <laughs> right yeah all right well keeping with uh politicians and corrupt politicians let's uh let's drift over to germany shall we there was a party that was held by uh, a private party that was held by one of the uh the, uh, the largest political parties here the one that has the uh, the current majority who has a chancellor who's sitting in the uh, uh in the government at the moment and uh well there was a little bit of a problem over the weekend. German police are investigating at least nine suspe- nine women that are suspected of being targeted with date rape drugs to an invite only event hosted by the German chancellor's political party, which is the Social Political Democrats. Um, I, <laughs> look, I I don't um, I don't particularly care for this guy. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I think he's just like all the rest of the the ones that they've got uh, in place across the West, you know, Australia, the United States, New Zealand, Canada, you know, he's, he's just another one of these guys. But um, I honestly don't think that the Chancellor of Germany would have been at a party where he would have knowingly been attending when this type of behavior was going on. I honestly don't think, I mean, like I said, I know that they are a bunch of, uh, you know, the politicians are a bunch of stooges, I understand. But I honestly don't think that uh, that it was done intentionally. Uh, Now, as far as what went on behind the scenes at that party, these are political people. Uh, Why you would attend a party with any of these people, regardless of where they're from, is beyond me anyway, because you're just asking for trouble if you go to these events. The German newspaper... uh, Tagesspiegel, uh, which is like the Daily Mirror, first broke the troubling story on Wednesday about the annual summer party for the Social Democratic Party, which Chancellor Olaf Scholz attended. A police investigation was opened after a 21-year-old woman felt dizzy hours into the party. The following day, she could not recall what happened the previous night and was sent to the hospital for blood tests. The co-leader of the party told uh, Velt Television that he was furious that something like this could have happened at the event. He's he's furious, Furious, of course. He said that the SPD leadership is speaking with authorities to help find the perpetrator or perpetrators responsible for the attacks on these women. I would advise all those concerned to file a complaint. Uh, The SPD's, uh, whatever, one of their spokesmen uh, tweeted while a uh, party spokesman told the AFP, on Saturday that there was still a lot of uncertainty and the police are investigating. The spokesperson said that there could have been other cases, adding the nine women who have already come forward. The SPD sent an email to all the invitees condemning the monstrous act, which were uh, which we immediately declared to parliamentary police. Uh-huh. Uh, Tagaspiel published a later uh, published a letter from the SPD parliamentary group leader uh, to colleagues explaining, at our summer party, there were obviously attacks on colleagues with knockout drops. Does this sound like a setup to you? I think it does. Yeah, it came out off a quick, uh, number one. Uh, as,
2: as we've seen with uh, other allegations, any, anytime there's some kind of political...
0: Like Boris Johnson. They got rid of him with the, oh, yeah. the garden parties under the COVID lockdown stuff. This smells of almost exactly the same thing. Except you can't get it with COVID lockdown things now. You can't get it with a breach of that. So it's got to be something else. Something that's been effective for them in the past.
2: yeah and and the fact that um i i okay first of all um i already know like there could have been date there there could have been date uh rape drugs involved there there could have been something involved. that's of course that's very
0: plausible and that that is a that is a a real criminal offense that you do have to investigate because it does happen at these high level parties like this it does happen
2: agreed uh the thing is as well i know a lot of them doesn't isn't not is isn't the drug out of your system like by the time that the the women would have been like yeah I don't remember what happened last night I'm gonna go in and get a blood test it's already out of your system like it's not gonna show up at that point but because it, you have to like uh, a lot of these that they use it it's very quickly out of the system is my understanding but at the same time if you've drank a lot of alcohol some people already have that side effect like they don't remember what happened so like maybe they were just plum wasted and didn't realize what went on. Yeah, I mean, we we don't know. Obviously, this is what the investigation should be for, but it just seems politically advantageous. All of a sudden, like how quickly everything went down. It just this doesn't smell right for a normal political if this were this if this were real.
0: And there's about to be some upheaval here because of some government policies that are being uh, pushed through, just like in the Netherlands. Maybe there's people within the government, within the current ruling party that just aren't playing ball. That's another reason that there could be. I, I don't know. I don't know
2: or or it could be um these individuals uh the public sees them as part of the problem and they're going to throw them under the bus keep their policies and and throw them under the bus to try to appease the crowd and uh keep things calm it could be something like that as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah now something interesting over the weekend uh it's come to uh, light that um well you see there was a there was a dutch minister and I, I know we were talking about Germany. We'll get back to that in a second. But uh, this is this is kind of relevant to government policy that's forcing change in society where there otherwise wouldn't be. You see, the uh, the Dutch farmers, they've got this little problem up there of the government saying, listen, we need to cut those, those nitrogen emissions by 70% over the next few years. And so uh, yet we're going to need to take your land. We're going to need to take your livelihood. And well, there's just There's nothing to replace it with, and, well, you're just going to have to make do with it, um, and you're going to have to take what we give you. Huh. Well, that's a hell of a thing to say to a population of people. But, you know, there's more to that story. Let's talk about the individuals that pushed that in the first place. What kind of minister would push a bill through the parliament that would force farmers to cut nitrogen emissions, which nitrogen, methane, CO2, these are life-giving gases, if you didn't know. Those are essential to the ecosystem of the world. But let's be honest. These Bill Gates types and these Klaus Schwab types and others like them, I'm just naming them because they're the most prominent ones. Let's be honest about what they're doing. They're making life illegal, is what they're doing. In, in a real sense, that's what they're actually doing. They're outlawing life. They're outlawing living. That's what they're doing. So let's take a look at the uh, the minister that pushed this through. Well, just so happens, the one that fostered this, uh, this nitrogen bill uh, that grants the government powers to expropriate farmers' land, uh, he just so happens to have a brother, and his brother owns an online supermarket called Picnic. Well, see, this company, Picnic, well, let's see, what do they do? Well, uh, they're a food distribution company, an online supermarket, you know, they distribute food. Just so happens that this food company has an all-electric vehicle delivery fleet. So see, they're saving the environment when they're delivering your food. Yeah, th- that's what they're doing. And well, see, there's just something else about that place. They just happen to be a synthetic meat company that's what they specialize in is is plant-based meat huh okay well that's even more sustainable right they're saving the environment on another step well they also got 600 million euros in capital last year fresh capital from I know this might shock you the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and it just so happened that last night in the middle of the night their distribution hub in the Netherlands oh just went up in flames all of it hmm well that's a real shame that is a real shame do, do you see that that this is a problem here. Do, do we see that this is a problem? Do you think all of this is happening by chance? The answer is no. It's not. It's all being done on purpose. I have a clip here of, uh, oh boy, uh, Eva Varling That's uh, that's the best I'm going to be able to do. Those the, it's a Dutch name. I kid you not, Bruce. It's a Dutch name that's like this long. So I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm just doing the best I can with it. She talks about how Gates is actually connected in all this.
2: What what are they worried about? With nitrogen, it sounds laughable to me.
1: It is laughable, and that is what you should take away from this. It's not a real crisis. Obviously, nitrogen isn't a problem, especially not when you consider the fact that, well, the Netherlands, like I said, is such a small piece of land. We have our neighboring countries, Belgium and, and Germany, that don't have to implement any of these measures, but the Dutch government is doing it. And the real reason, obviously, behind it is that the Dutch state wants the farmers' land. Because probably there are a couple of reasons. So the farmers, first of all, they're a group in society that are very self-reliant. They are basically ungovernable in that sense. You know, they own a lot of the Dutch land and they, well, they produce agricultural products. They have livestock. They produce beef. And what's interesting to know is that the Dutch minister who has pushed this nitrogen law has a brother-in-law who is the owner of the Dutch online supermarket called Picnic. Guess who invested $600 million in Picnic last year? Right, Bill Gates, the man who wants you to eat fake meat. And you know that's not just uh, a conspiracy theory. I know, for example, that uh, the head of uh, the Netherlands—am I pronouncing his name right? Rut. Rut? How, do you na- how do you pronounce the name of the, the leader of uh, the Netherlands? He's a—he's a serious member of the World
2: Economic Forum too. Who's what's his name?
1: Mark Rutte. Yes, Rutte. Mark Rutte is very, very deeply involved in the World Economic Forum. And well, it's obvious that this law is a product again of these globalist institutions because this needs to happen before. 2030 brings a bell, right? Agenda 2030, the yeah. great reset. World Economic Forum. It's very clear that this is a made-up crisis, which we've seen before with these organizations. That's the way they ha- handle, that's the way they operate these things. They say, "We have a crisis and you are the ones that are going to have to solve this by giving up all of your rights." Yeah. So that's what's happening here. They're taking away these farmers' this land. They're taking away property because they see a future for us in which we're re- we're completely dependent on the state. You eat bugs. And well, they own your land. You you know they you owe nothing, and you'll be happy, is what they say to you. But these farmers are not happy, and I'm so proud that they're fighting this.
0: Bruce, you're laughing. Are you, are you laughing at the fact that this is being done? Or are you laughing at the fact of how right this young lady is? I'm laughing at the fact that this is literally
2: we're we're living inside of like a storyline of like a video game or a movie or something like this is like the build up to some dystopian world like a Blade Runner or something like that, to where. Corporations are running everything. This is like the run-up to it. This is how it started. If you look at the history of these uh, these fantasy worlds, that's literally what happens. You have some uh, corporation that comes in and starts buying up farmland, or they they uh, do the classic Old West thing where they control water rights and everything and cause the farmers to basically go out of business, and then they buy up the farmland and run everything themselves. Like This is all like... It, it, this is so stereotypical of some like corrupt corporation from a movie or video game and yet it it it's happening right before our eyes and and it it seems like nobody really cares other than
0: the people that are directly affected being farmers. That is interesting how people just don't seem to care. And it, it's one of those things where people are, they are going to care. Don't, don't misunderstand me and don't think that people are not. But the problem is, is that you can't get people to care when it matters most. When it matters most is right now when you can still do something about it. By the time that these people get around to caring, the ones that don't now, Then it's going to be too late for them. They're going to panic and then they're going to become the bigger danger because they're not paying attention. I remember a year ago, a year ago, I told people, I said, listen to me very carefully. Now is the time when you need to start buying more food for yourself and you need to start stocking it away you know the canned goods a little bit of rice a little bit of beans you know whatever i know it's not very palatable but it'll keep you alive that kind of stuff you also need to be looking at getting yourself some some form of rudimentary uh, water filtration services that kind of stuff and people were looking at me funny like what what are you talking about what what are you what are you some kind of crazy man and i said no i said it takes time for these type of things to happen, once we started seeing the food distribution centers, these are not food plants that are being knocked out of the way in in the United States and in Europe. These are food distribution hubs. That's the problem. And here's the other problem: it takes time to exhaust what's in the supply lines. It takes about a year for that to go away. We have about a year's worth of stuff within the supply line at any given time, and so it takes time for that to to draw or to dry up. And what's happening right now is the system, the supply lines are being shut down. They're being severed, cut off. There's nothing to backfill it with. Whatever's in the system right now is what's in the system. There's nothing behind that. That's going to be a big problem. But see, again, that's what happens when people wake up at that point. It's too late. You've got your head in the sand now because you can still get your, I don't know, your potato chips or your crisps, whatever you call them, uh, your chocolate pudding. And, you know, whatever the stuff is that you call food, you know, you can still get your Red Bull and your Coca-Cola and that kind of stuff. I'm here to tell you right now, all of that is coming to an end. All of that is coming to an end. I heard this morning from somebody that I know, somebody that I trust, somebody I've been listening to for about 12 years now, told me you have about until November, if you like coffee, if you like coffee, you have until November to get whatever you're going to get. Because it's going to be going away for a while. And there's nothing in the supply lines to replace it with. So if you like your cup of joe every day, then you need to make sure that you've got yourself an adequate supply to last after November. That's what I was told. Is that going to happen? God, I hope not. I hope that person that told me that is wrong. But that's going to become a very valuable commodity. Me personally, I've already taken the steps. I've got about 18 months worth of coffee stocked up. I'm still buying coffee to drink what I drink on an average day. But I've got about 18 months worth of coffee stocked up for myself. On top of that, I've also got it stocked up as a barter item. As far as other commodities that you've run into, like tobacco, these kinds of I mean, I don't smoke, but and I don't use tobacco products, but um, these are other things that can be used as, uh, as barter and trade items. But I don't want to get into all that stuff right now. But the point is, is that the, the supply lines are being purposely, as the young lady said, purposely destroyed. We're also seeing this with uh, talking about supply lines and the, the the buildup and everything.
2: We're also seeing this in places like uh, oil and gas, you know, with uh, the strategic oil reserves here in the U.S. being uh, drained. You're seeing this with electronics and pretty much everything that affects your life. Here in the U.S. they have a new tax on anything and everything that is imported into the U S and some things that are made here in the U S basically, if it, if it has any kind of petrochemical involved, uh, silicone, uh, it's, it's, it has an increased tax. Um, this was done last year, but I have to, I have to point out again, which we've been talking about for a while now, you will own nothing and you'll be happy about it. You're, you, they're, they're pushing for that. What happens as an example, what happens when uh, food becomes more scarce or it becomes more expensive, uh, you're going to have to make a decision on, am I going to pay my mortgage or am I going to buy food? I mean, they're, they're, they're pushing us towards that direction. Will we get there? I hope not. I hope it doesn't get to that point. But that, that, that feels like that's where they're pushing us. And then they're going to increase uh, the, the, the rates on everything for mortgages, loans, interest rates. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, it, what 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 could happen and what my, what will. I, I I hope they don't match up. I hope I hope this is all hyperbolic and, you know, it it, it ends up being a nothing burger and it's just a, a bit of a rough, you know, recession. And we're back to, quote unquote, normalcy. That's more what I hope goes on. These politicians get, a, a, you know, voted out and they never make it back into politics again the problem is the perpetrators aren't politicians. They're just the puppets. It's, it's people like Bill Gates, Schwab. They're not people you can vote out. Uh, so I don't That's know. We're, we're in for some fun times.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I concur, my friend. You know, I, uh, I have to ask Klaus Schwab. Look, I know the guy's just a face, right? He's just a face. Seriously, what, what's the guy done? He's going to be some builder of the future. The man's collected a paycheck for 36 months of his entire life. Please, tell me something else. He he belongs in some, like, I don't know, he, he's like some sideshow guy. That, like, I'm waiting for the gong to sound and a hook to come out and pull him off the stage. Right? <laughs> because it's just that ridiculous. Who voted for that mope? Anybody? I don't think so. I don't think so. I agree with you, Bruce. It's 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 enough to get rid of the politicians. Like, it, it's enough to, to just be rid of them. I understand. But... You're going to have to do something else. You're going to have to, as nation states, as we get rid of these these international organizations, believe me, they're going to pop back up, right? They're, they're like a bad cancer. You, they, they just keep coming back. You're going to have to do something specific here on the other side. And I'm talking about when we reestablish our, our countries, when we revert back to what we need to revert back to in order to make things work. In order for us to do that, in order for us to maintain this, we're going to have to outlaw, hear me. We're going to have to outlaw these types of organizations and attending them. So it's not enough to just say, look, um, okay, we're going to get rid of these organizations. As an international body, you can't really do that, right? Because they're going to pop up anyway. It's going to happen. But you're going to have to, as nation states, you're going to have to outlaw your political class of people from attending organizations like this in the future. That's what it's going to have to be. You're going to have to make it illegal for them to attend such things because let's be honest, everybody that attends these meetings down in Davos, I'm not talking about the United Nations. Okay, that's something else. We can discuss that another day. God knows that's bad enough. But this organization like you've got down there in Davos, the World Economic Forum, that is, as far as I know, that's not even a a sanctioned international body of any kind. It's a meeting place for management heads. That's all it was meant to do. That's all it was for. That's all Kissinger and those, those psychopaths set it up for. And it's morphed into this, this other uh, whatever this is that's now trumped the United Nations, which is bad enough in and of itself. So you've got an organization that's a, that run by a bunch of ragtag academics that are disconnected from reality that have usurped our governmental process. It's a problem. So I'm open to suggestions on what can be done about that in the future on the other side of it. But uh, outlawing attendance, as in, look, if you're caught going to any of these meetings and meeting with these people, then you're going to not only be removed from office, but you're going to face criminal charges of treason. I'm sorry, but um, if you actively work to undermine your nation's sovereignty and your people's population and your nation's laws, there's only one word for that.
2: We should have never, we should never be to that. Like that shouldn't be a concern, if you will. We shouldn't be to the point where we're we're discussing that idea. Uh, It it should have in the, in the in the free marketplace of ideas, we should have came to the conclusion that uh, well, I mean, it was already decided in the Western world anyway that you know private pop- property uh, it, it generally there there's this social contract you know of, of going to work, making enough money to survive and raise a family that that's kind of like the social contract, if you will. We all agreed that yeah, this is this is kind of the the basic standard. It just but I'm I'm I guess we're gonna have to like actually put that into law. Which it is in law here in the U.S. I mean, it's it, our Constitution says it, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, but nobody's paying attention to it. So I guess maybe, maybe that's that's the we're we're seeing now that even if we did do that, even if we did say it was illegal for these politicians to do that, it was treason. Who's going to enforce it? If we don't have, if we don't have the the justice system on our side, uh, and when I say our side, I mean here in the U.S., it would be on the Constitution side. Uh, in, in the EU, obviously, it would be what's better for the people. Because we don't have that, I guess even if we had those laws and rules in place, it, 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 if we lose the justice system, it doesn't matter. Uh, they'll just do what they want.
0: No, I agree. I agree with you. You did say, and it was brought up uh, by, I believe it was Thomas Jefferson, the Constitution was built for a moral and just people. And if you don't have a moral and just people, well, then you don't have a Constitution. It's that simple. OK, do you want to talk about some social credit uh, the last last little bit here, last 15 minutes? Do you want to move on to that? We'll get to the other stuff like there's some more stuff on Germany. We can talk about that tomorrow. later the energy crisis. They're going to use that World Economic Forum. They're going to talk about gas prices and all that stuff. I mean, we, we can discuss all that stuff uh, tomorrow. Let's switch up. And, and I suppose we can lead with this one uh, getting into this because this definitely goes to social credit. So I heard about this, uh, I want to say 15 years ago, I heard about it. And I know that certain vehicles and certain companies that build vehicles are already doing this. They've been doing this. They're just not telling you about it. Starting today, all new vehicles in the European Union will have surveillance black boxes. And believe me, you're not immune from this in the United States, Canada, and Australia, New Zealand. This is coming there too. This is going to be a standard across the board. They're just starting it here. I think we already have this,
2: isn't it? Uh, is it yeah, GM vehicles,
0: GM vehicles actually already have it. Um, they, they've well, had it for quite some time.
2: Yeah, they, it, so they've been doing it in vehicles officially for a while now. But before it was it would standard in vehicles, uh, there was insurance companies that were, uh, you know, based on your driving, how, how well you did and all of that. Basically, they put a black box in there and it would reduce your rates and i'm i'm thinking it was state farm that did it first um but that you know years ago that was easily a decade ago at least is back when i still watched television so you know 10 15 years ago
0: yeah and and i can see this uh being used in the uh, in the social credit area too i mean that's that's what all this is going to be about but uh, let's let's talk about what these are going to do. You see, they're just going to record the technical data. It's just going to be this small thing over here that's just going to take the, the technical data of the vehicle. That's all it's going to do. It's, it's to improve safety on the road. That's what it's meant to do. Uh, back in 2019, the European Transportation Safety Council announced that July 6th of this year, uh, would mark the day when all car manufacturers would be forced to fit new models with a system that keeps track of the technical data. The data recorded will include the vehicle speed, which, you know, they're going to limit that. Braking, which whenever you feel like you need to brake, uh, well, that's not good enough anymore because someone else is going to have to do it for you now. Uh, the steering wheel angle, because you can't be trusted to drive comfortably. It's incline on the road. So you, you might be driving in an unsafe area. So we need to make sure that it's safe for you to drive. And rather the vehicle's various safety systems were in operation, such as seat belts, were you wearing a seat belt? Why weren't you wearing a seat belt? The black box says you weren't wearing one. Why weren't you? Were you speeding? These are the exact. These are the exact systems that those insurance companies
2: that I was talking about were using. That was the exact. So let, let's paint a scenario here. You're in an accident. And let's say let's just it was a fender bender. Nothing, nothing major. Not only does the black box track everything as far as did you hit the brakes? Uh, were you wearing your seat belt? Which direction were you driving? Were you driving the speed limit? All those things. If it's not time stamped in the black box, which I'm pretty sure it is, but let's say they could go on, I don't know, maybe one of the thousands of different surveillance cameras they have everywhere and say, okay, this is when you came through this uh the stoplight. Um At this time, this is when the accident happened. They can nail it down to a few seconds within when it happened, and they can determine were you did you hit the brakes were you and then they can uh, also look at things like were you inebriated you know were you on any kind of drugs or medications or any of those kind of things you know it's a fractured the what they were doing with the insur- insurance companies it's a fractured social credit system that we've talked about that the west has the west has a social credit system right now it's just fractured there's no centralized system that's that's taking all the data in and creating a, a system it's it's these uh, rewards cards it's these insurance benefits, you know, it, it's all these different things working together. Uh, and eventually we're going to get to the point to where they just centralized everything, um, which they need a digital currency, um, to,
0: to do that. They need the digital wallet. That's got to be in place. That has to be in place. So the, the COVID passport, what, whatever you call it, the, the QR system that's got to be in place in order for them to facilitate everything.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, I did notice, by the way, the uh, QR system is is infiltrating a bunch of different areas. Um, don't say. So, yeah, uh, I, I just noticed that uh, I haven't I haven't had to do returns on products in a while. Um, so I went through the whole process of of getting uh, my return ready and everything. And I was like, all right, I'll get to the point where I'll print out the label, slap it on there and, you know, get it. Yeah, you, you don't print out the label anymore. They give you a QR code and you take the QR code to the, your... your UPS store or whatever, whatever, you know, using yeah. and then they print out the label for you. And it, it's just it's convenient. Yes. But in that convenience, it's getting you desensitized to the idea that everything's going to be QR code. It, it, they're doing the same thing in China. They're using QR codes for the the whole COVID procedure thing. And then at the same time, they show up in a place they're doing it here. Yeah but in in China we had a direct example of them barring people from using their their banking accounts true because they were in the area even if they well, were they, involved they were doing or that not. in not Canada
0: they were doing that in Canada during the uh, the trucker protest if you remember that yeah and they didn't even need a QR code there you just needed cell phone data no and which which you remember is the all uh, anonymized of course <laughs> yeah, right which funny enough they say that the same thing's going to go on with these black boxes it's going to be all anonymized you're not going to not going to know who owns what or anything like that? It's it's not oh, it's not yeah, going to be sure. not going to yeah. be available. <laughs> uh-huh. Which, uh huh. Which if you remember the uh, the Canadian trucker who went through the um the checkpoint, I want to say at the uh, the crossing there, this uh, the province crossing from Manitoba into Ontario, and the border checkpoint said, "Now you can come on through. I've already been notified that you were approaching from your uh, your app on your phone there, and um, you're cleared to go. You don't need to stop." And it's all for a better, safer tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to ensure that you're telling the truth, I know that this might come as a shock. Well, you see, there's a there's a, a bill that's being put forth in the UK that would mandate that all social media users be given a truth score to determine the accuracy of their post. Well, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, you get a truth score. You hear that? The amendment has been proposed, added to the already uh, odious online safety bill, Uh, which is going to uh, censor legal but harmful content uh, and was introduced by the conservative party. Like something out of a dystopian fiction, the MP for uh, Weston super mayor has proposed that the government forces online platforms to maintain a score of how truthful a person is determined by their past statements. So let's just look at what they did before and then we'll We'll base that a uh, truth score on what it is now. Did, did you hear about this law that it, this is vaguely familiar with what they're trying to do in, uh, in New York? You see, the Supreme Court shot down their unconstitutional and illegal Second Amendment uh, rulings or whatever it is that they did up there that they never had a right to do in the first place. And so the state of New York now said, OK, uh, if you're going to ask for a gun permit in the state of New York, we need 10 years of your social media activity. It's the same thing the exact same thing. It's just being used in a different way. The amendment states that any users who have produced user-generated content, published news, or merely posted comments or reviews should be ranked by the platform in question with a score given denoting their historic factual accuracy. The rules would apply to anyone who receives a certain threshold of online views, with that figure to be determined by the UK communications regulator, Ofcom. Oh, they've been fantastic, haven't they, Ofcom? Oh, they've been great over the years. That's one of the most corrupt regulators in Europe. Uh, so, uh, thought experiment for the listener:
2: uh, How do you think? So, the UK. What? What? What's the UK population here? What? What? What is it? Uh, roughly sixty-eight million.
0: Roughly. Uh, I want to say, yeah, it's like seventy million or something like that. Okay. Okay. So let's say I don't know half of those people.
2: Uh, we'll, we'll say hell. We'll make it an even. We'll just, we'll just say twenty-five. We'll just say twenty-five million. Uh, let's just say 25 million of those people post once a day, just once
0: uh, You know, on what? social media. I'd like to revise that. I want to say it's 50 million. I could be wrong, but I, I'll double check.
2: I, I pulled it up. It is almost 70 million.
0: Is it 70? Okay. All right. My mistake. Go ahead. It's almost 68, but anyway, let, let, let's assume,
2: uh, let's assume that, you know, 25 million of them post one, one, one social media post a day. Just one. Okay, so that's 25 million social media posts that you have to go through a day. How do you think they're going to do that exactly? You, you, um, you can't, you're not going to be able to hire enough people to, to skim
0: through all of those in one day. No, this would be like what the, uh, the fat man's assistant uh, talked about back in the 60s that we played a clip of before said you would have it looking for keywords it would go into an algorithm uh, and it's going to be looking for keywords and key phrases and it's going to target people based on that yep exactly
2: they're going to use an algorithm they're going to use uh, an ai if you will uh very rudimentary to go through and you know flag your post uh and and rate you based on the information at hand um interestingly enough there's no ai really that i'm aware of that is capable of being able to read your post. Look at the context of what the post is, what you're you're talking about, and then defining the information that you're talking about in that post, and being able to to tie everything together. They they just they can't conceptually understand human communication yet. They 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 have some basic they they can seem human-ish, but these um, these engineers that were coming out and saying, "Oh, AI is uh, it's sentient and all that." I I've read through some of the interactions that the engineer had with the the AI. And it was 90% of it was just fluff. And then the stuff that was actual answers was a binary response. It was, there was nothing there. It was a, a again, it was a nothing burger. Uh, so all of this, they're going to have an AI. Take care of, which we've talked about. That's going to be one of the systems uh, for social credit, which this is literally a social credit system, your true score. It's going to make it really easy and convenient for your uh, future employers to go back and look at your social media account. They don't have to go through and skim through your social media that now they just have to go through and look at your your true score and be like, well, your, your score's too low. Sorry, I'm not going to hire you. That That's literally a social credit system that we've been talking about. Uh, In this case, they're just instituting it using corporations and not a government.
0: The user's posts would be displayed in a way which allows any user to easily reach an informed view of the likely factual accuracy of the content at the same time as they encounter it. You see, because people are just going to be paying attention to the number. That's all. That's all it'll be. Do you know what this is actually going to do? This is going to empower far-left organizations like Facebook, Twitter, Google, uh, th- these types of things, because it's going to put them under threat of government fines. And if they apply the misinformation scores to the profiles of those that don't have a favorable political view, well, then they'll be heavily favored by the state, then won't they? Um, New York Post coming out with the laptop. Uh-huh. Um, oh, what's that? You you think vaccines
2: aren't safe and effective? You You have a little hesitancy uh yeah you're gonna
0: lose points that's not true you mean you mean nitrogen emissions don't cause climate change yeah yeah i'm sorry you're 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 gonna lose a few points you mean you you want hot water you want heat in your home you want clean (laughs) water more than five gallons a day (laughs) yeah can you believe the gall that guy Uh, but that's where they're moving yeah that's where they're moving all right we can go ahead and kick out of here a few minutes early uh, unless you got something else you have anything else
2: i i mean I hate to say it, but I told you so. I mean, that's that that's what we've been talking about. We've been we've been saying like this is the second topic that we went on. The first topic was the Green New Deal. The second topic was social credit. And like this is we've been harping on this from the very beginning. And here we are. They're instituting more and more systems to empower social credit. Uh, I hate I hate being right on this one. I really do. I hate that we're we're seeing more and more of this because this will lead to the digital dark age. This will lead to a a, a system that it's going to be very difficult to get away from, and get out of.
0: The digital wallet, it dies with the digital wallet. That has to be resisted at all costs. It doesn't matter what the agenda is, whether it's this, this climate change garbage, this digital rationing, COVID, the next pandemic, whatever it is they're going to throw at you. The digital currency, because that's coming to an end as far as like you know, paper monies and stuff, that's all coming to an end. The, the, the traditional way of, of doing economics, the debt being rolled over and rolled over and rolled over. That's all coming to an end. Their party's over. So the social credit system dies with the digital wallet. It's that simple. That's the hill to die on. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up? You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.